Hello there, and welcome. And I want to ask you another question. As a father, and as raising father, as as a raising fathers, as a... I know exactly who I am. I want to go to Broadway and sing. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're being gay in 1990 all the way up into 2020. Ooh, hey. Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. It's time to drink up. Drink up. Pop up. Hello there. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm well. You know, you look so incredibly hot in that red scarf, babe. Mm. Thank you. You gave it to me. I did. I did. I'm living my Din Cobb fantasy in mm-hmm. real life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Arizona, I need a, a scarf. Oh, well, Cobb Vanth needs one on Tatooine. When it's 70 degrees outside. <laughs> I know. Sorry, everyone on the East Coast. I'm wearing shorts right now. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag not sorry. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better it's cold in the mornings sometimes we put the heat on <laughs> mm-hmm. and by mornings we mean i don't know anytime For two before, hours before eight <laughs> <laughs> oh hello there and welcome to pink milk if this is your first time with us hello hello if, if this is your second or third time with us welcome back welcome back i'm your host brian with me as always is my better half and your better host thomas hello Hello. Hello, hello. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, baby. It's just not the same without the other two. Well, you know. It's your catchphrase. You're welcome. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I need that to be my uh, catchphrase. It's in the contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The contract. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be coming up for rene- renegotiation soon. Nope. <laughs> The, yep. the ring That's says tungsten. no. <laughs> you know, Pop, we have no, one what? more week of having a seven-year-old, and then someone's going to be eight on Valentine's Day. Thank God. <laughs> no. I mean, it, I think it's great. I think it's great. Eh, our baby's grown up. He is. He's, yep. like, matured in this last couple weeks. I'm sure we have some parents that listen. So if you're a parent, you all know what happens like you're just like all of a sudden your child goes upstairs to bed and then they come downstairs the next morning being older all of a sudden it happens a few times and it's very I weird where they grow at night I, like, like they get longer i don't know what happens their facial features get yeah literally more people like overnight mm-hmm. it's weird it's weird I'm, we're about we have a son who's in the middle of going through the change and um the change puberty puberty actually i shouldn't say he is not ashamed to go yeah i'm going through puberty i'm going through puberty i'm like oh god thank god we're not in the 90s anymore when i was going through it and it's like shame 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 (laughs) shame just talk about it all the time ah 
but anyways, a birthday. Well, I had up. two sisters. We never talked about it at all. So at least you got to talk to it, talk about it. That's definitely true. I didn't have any sisters, so I don't know. It was all much easier, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Did that sound bad? Easier? No, I don't know. Okay, okay. It didn't sound bad at all. <laughs> it may have been easier. I think probably. <laughs> probably. My sisters were easy. Your sisters are fantastic. Yeah, I love your sisters. They're pretty great. So uh, honestly, I have to tell you, Pop. Uh, thank you to all the new listeners. Like we have hit another like big bump in listenership. Thank I'm you very appreciative. Listeners. We've had new people popping up into the steam rooms on Friday. So if you're listening to this and you're new every Friday at uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, we have our live stream. It's called Pink Milk After Dark, and the Steam Queens sit in the Steam Room, a.k.a. the chat room, but that is less fun. It's the Steam Room. Towels are always optional, as our friend Alex likes to say. And uh, come in there and hang out, because honestly, like, Pop, you weren't, you popped in for a minute on Friday, right? Into the I, I into did. the Steam Room. I did. Do you wear a towel when you're in there? Uh, nope. I don't wear anything at all. Mm, you're welcome, everyone. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but honestly, like, <laughs> I have to tell you, our Steam Queens are, like, the greatest of all Star Wars fans. If you feel as though your Star Wars Twitter experience is not great, start following the people that follow Pink Milk. Or head to a Steam Room and ask for everyone's ats, because honestly, they are fantastic. Or, you know what we could do? We should have people, if you're listening to this and you're on Twitter and you're a Steam Queen, you should say, like... I'm a steam hashtag. I'm a steam queen. And those listening can look for those hashtags. Mm. Hey, we'll see. Maybe one of you will do it. I don't know, but I think it could be so a good idea. Hashtag. I'm, I'm a steam, steam queen. Yeah. Mm, like and it. then that could be the people that follow on Twitter. Cause they're great. I think, you know what? I'm going to take a little note of that, Maybe but I um, can get shirts made. Oh, hashtag, <gasps> I'm a steam queen. Oh my God. I love it. Or towels are optional. <laughs> Even though I need to come up with something for the listeners. I always say pink milk drinkers, the people that listen to the podcast that aren't in the steam room, because I don't I don't know what else to call them other than steam queens. Can you still be a steam queen and just listen to the podcast? No. We're not cool enough to have more than one kind of follower. Well, what is Maybe uh, everyone's Lady just Gaga dis- calls everybody monsters? Yeah. I think pink milk drinkers are just the steam queens. There you go. Because I would like to think you're a little spicy, even if you just listen to the podcast. Fair enough. Right? Right. Let's right. do it. You know, I have to tell you, I got a DM the other day from your boyfriend, Jason. Um, and I have <laughs> poor, to read this, this to poor you. guy. Oh, no. He was just, he's his team queen. He was just in the steam room. I don't know if okay. we wore a towel or not, but um, <laughs> I have to read you this message. Speaking of forced to listen, my wife was hilarious today. She said, since Luke is training baby Yoda, doesn't that mean he has to kill Luke when the training is complete? Question <laughs> mark. He says, I had to explain to her the only that only the Sith operate that way. <laughs> I actually think it was a really good question. It sure was. <laughs> Very also, good job. Also, so you, everyone knows I did ask permission to read that first, but, you know, <laughs> I really think Jason's doing anything to get a little closer to Tom. That's my that's my feelings. Which his, I to- his poor wife. I told him it's totally fine as long as he brings baby Snips so I can, like, take a look at her. The she's- baby's name is Snips? No, but he wanted to name her Ahsoka. Oh. My wife said no, so he calls her Snips. And oh. now for me, her name is Snips. That's and, right. Uh, she's like the cutest baby I've ever seen in my entire life. She oh. do you remember or is it like Ann Geddes or Ann Geddes in the nineties? Remember the babies like in the like they were like a pea or they were a little carrot mm-hmm. or they were an apple or whatever. Mm-hmm. She looks like one of those little babies. Oh. Uh, it's adorable. <laughs> Makes me maybe Thomas, maybe we should open up our license again. No. 
have a little baby. We done. We done? We done. But after this episode, I also want to have a little baby so I can carry him around a little backpack. Well, you know, you'll have to do that with your next husband. Because <laughs> um, this husband won't be won't be doing that. <laughs> well, as my older son was doing today, he was counting the gray hairs that they've created that are now sprouting out in my hair. Or it's just more Din Cobb is like bringing out my inner sexy. I don't know. I feel but, like um, Din, Dim Cart? What's his name? Dim Cart? <laughs> <laughs> Dim is it Din or Dim? What is his name? The Mandalorian. Yeah, Din Cobb. Din. Yeah. Din <laughs> and Cobb Van. Think of Benifer. It wasn't like <laughs> Kennifer. Anyway. Or Xenifer. What was the other one? To Cobb. The Cobb guy? Cobb Vanth. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He got a lot grayer, huh? He did. He also stopped eating even more. But, you know, mm. I'll get him. I'll get him. Din will get him. He needs to eat. Eat, Papa. Eat. That's what he, he needs <laughs> you know, to do. He needs okay. to go where uh, Goosey um, is. And also, I have, to tell you, <laughs> I have to tell you, Thomas, you're disappointing everyone that listens with this. What did you say it was? I can't even remember. I don't even want to remember. But, like, Dork Cobb? Dork Con? What, what were you just saying? Difcom, Defcom one. I don't know what you were saying. Dim card, dim card. <laughs> Someone sent a little dim right now. Talk about forced <laughs> to listen. I again. I said this on Friday, but I really want to say again. Thank you to everyone. All day on Wednesday, a good chunk of Thursday. I had so many emails, messages, text messages, direct messages, Twitter callouts saying serving pink milk. I thought of you this whole time. People on the YouTube comment section. It made me, honestly, it made me feel so happy like that I get to share Star Wars with all of our listeners and all the Steam Queens and everyone. Thank you, everyone. It was just really made my day. It made my heart smile. Very nice. And I thought it was very lovely. So thank you, everyone. Thank you Um, for entertaining him during the day. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Thomas, you know, yes, we, speaking of Din Cobb, yes, sir. we're going to start our afternoon here talking about Din Cobb, and we're going to start at the back half of the episode Okay, to talk about these new couples. Can I buy you a drink? And the little line of, oh, Din, that smile, you can get away with anything. I love you. Even and then, with your helmet on. And then Freetown, like it's the Palm Springs of tattooing. It's been my new thing. Like it's just they're free to be gay. So we're going to talk about what it was like in the 90s and early 2000s being gay. We are? Yeah. Because okay. I think I think it was very different back then than it is now. But also now that we moved to the burbs, mm-hmm. there's some um, like commonalities that have come back around. Hmm. And uh, you and I dated in the mid-2000s, and it was a very different time even then than it is now, 14 years later. True. So let's take people on a journey. Let's let people understand the true, real-life experience that Din Cobb is about to go through, because I feel like Freetown, Mos Eisley, Tatooine is probably a little farther behind in the acceptance arena. Okay. A little more backwater, like the suburbs of Star Wars. Okay. So, you know, what do you think? You ready? You want to get into I didn't know it? this was happening. I feel like I just had, was ambushed with a surprise party. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I didn't know this was happening. I love surprise parties. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, Google mm-hmm. it, surprise party, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Good times. I love it. You can also watch the shirtless 20-something twink doing the impression that Tom watches probably more than the... I haven't seen that in years. He loved him. Even our son knew about him. You're watching him again? I'm like, yeah, your daddy's horny. (laughs) That's Um, not... (laughs) (sighs) 
Good thing I'm here by contract. <laughs> so also real quick, everyone, before we get into this, I've been talking about this for days with Tom, mm-hmm. that this is what we're going to be talking about, but he's forced to listen to me, I think, 24-7. You know, sometimes it goes in my ear and out the other. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Oh. Uh, can you feel the love tonight? Okay, come on, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we open up. Did you see when Anakin Skywalker's little Naboo fighter flies down to the parking spot? The young kid, the young twink who's after an older daddy, he was hoping for a, uh, what do they call them? A sugar daddy? Mm-hmm. Who Cobb's not interested in now because he's not interested in money. So this kid's also after the wrong sugar daddy. He like blew away all of the spice money. He never needed to work again. He's like, yeah, I don't do that. I'm here to help people. Okay, uh, so when this the this, young kid was mm-hmm. jealous of the new boyfriend coming in because he's heard about Din before and he's like, oh, this is the one. This is my competition. You know, sometimes some of those young new gays come out and they're kind of bitching. And they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna get that man from you, old man. You know what I'm talking about? Sadly, mm-hmm. it's true. Sometimes it happens, and I'm like, bitch, sit down. Daddy knows how to get this done. I've been doing this since the time you. Or a fetus. Move out of the way. Tray up. Tray up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, mm-hmm. um, Din shuts down fresh baby gay and um, teaches him a little lesson. Did you see Cobb Vance smile when that ship was coming down? He knew his boyfriend was there. Oh my God. He radiated joy and happiness it was much like the first time i saw you you know it, it, that's what i thought i was looking at oh, when i saw I'm, it i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> and i just had my helmet on <laughs> always practice safe sex I well wear your helmets wear your helmets kids wear your helmets <laughs> proper not mm-hmm. wear your helmets <laughs> so anyways and then din offers him a drink and they go into a little bar on a date mm-hmm do you remember the first time, our first date, and we went to an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. We sat in the cold. It was October. It was very chilly. Tom looked like a whore getting ready to go out <laughs> with his very tight shirt, a deep V, very tight pants. Honestly, everyone, I mean, he's still around for 14 years later, so we can all paint the picture of how good he looked. <laughs> I was dressed up. I had a button-down shirt because I was like, oh, my God, I love this person. I don't know him yet, but I think I'm already in love. I thought it was going to be a quick dinner, and I go out after. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true whore. Another reason that you're still here for 14 years. It was Sunday years. night, so I just, like, you know, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like this kid. He seems like he, Tom didn't like me for a long time. His idea of who I was, he thought I was snobby and bitchy. I think we've told the listeners this many times. But we have new listeners. We'll go back to listen to the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm don't. not sure which one it's on. It's or, probably on a few. <laughs> or don't because they weren't good. Anyways, oh. okay. So we had a great date, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're still we together. Did. We did. And instead of Tom going out to hook up with someone else, he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to stick with this guy. And we went to another place to have like a beer before Mm -hmm. we left. And it was a straight bar or a straight restaurant bar Mm -hmm. type situation. And it was 2006, 2007. When did we start dating? It was seven. Oh, seven. Um, and it was just different times. We were in the middle of the city, like we were mm-hmm. in the center of the city, and we couldn't even hold hands back then. It was always very awkward to be on a date mm-hmm. with another guy unless you were specifically a gay bar. It was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even get to have a goodbye kiss. We had a goodbye hug. We had a goodbye hug that looked like two brothers could have, you know, Well, you know what? Been if, if I recall correctly, there was a gaggle of people mm-hmm. right near A gaggle us. of non-gays. Right. 
right near us. It was cold. It was really, really cold mm-hmm. out. And of course, pardon me. <laughs> Take that out, Brian. But uh, That's what Tom thinks of when we think about straight people possibly kissing after a date. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is going to be a real shit show. But anyway. <laughs> Tom just cursed. Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay. Straight people who wanted Straight to make people. out. Yeah, no, honestly, it was really cold. I had a bit of a drive home, and you just tried to kept trying to get me uh, liquored up. So, so I'm like, we got to end this. I was trying to get you liquored up. You're the yeah, you Irishman. I know, but you know, <laughs> I still had to drive home to be responsible. Okay. Mm-hmm. After you had a whole bottle of wine, and back in the days when my husband drove a BMW, <laughs> <laughs> that was pre me. <laughs> The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, we didn't even, I think we wanted to give each other mm-hmm. a kiss. We were having a great day, but it was like, it was a time when you just couldn't do that. Like, it was, it was weird. True. I mean, it was starting, but no, yeah, it definitely wasn't what we have today. I yeah. mean, we didn't have the shows. We didn't have, I don't even know if Ellen was really, I mean, she was no, she kind was, of our first gay, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, kind with of. You. And Will and Grace was around, but like Will and Grace, I understand from maybe more of a straight perspective how that mm-hmm. show was really progressive. But like, honestly, it didn't do much for gay people. Like the fact that they were gay, like, it had perpetuated no- the stereotype. It did, and bit. it had nothing yeah. to do with being gay. No, like, like they were like friends and it felt like friends and no one was ever really allowed to be gay unless mm-hmm. you were jack because he was to the extreme which right. goes back to how it was back then it was a very good show though it was good it was yeah, yeah you know, it was show. good but it's almost like back then sometimes if you presented yourself as that quote-unquote super gay that stereotypical just jack it was more acceptable because mm-hmm. you were kind of a joke mm-hmm. and so then you were safer because no one could take you seriously, which is also BS because anyone that wants to act like that, they should be treated totally seriously too. But it was just the times. Like for someone, you know, I now you would say we are cis. Like that didn't really exist back then. That language wasn't around. But like it was more dangerous mm-hmm. for people who didn't present themselves like that or didn't carry themselves like that it was just more dangerous because it was threatening somehow like we were right. secretly like stalking straight men to like seduce and i don't know what it was but like you know we weren't as secret as all of those that came before us 70s 80s oh, no. early 90s thank god for all those people but you were still absolutely thank you to yeah each and every one of yeah. them for their sacrifices for sure uh and we benefited from that mm-hmm. um but you were still kind of on the secret side. Yeah. So, you know. Like, I guess when I watch... Or at this, least I was. When I watch these Din Cobb episodes, and we've all know how... Um, I would like to just say here that I still decided and go with the fact that I was the first Din Cobb. You can watch our YouTube videos. And uh, I've been a Din Cobb stan since day one. So, you know, I'm going to say the self-appointed queen of Din Cobb. There you right go. Right here. Right here. I'm the self-appointed queen of Dincob. Um That was like Madonna reference, Queen of Pop. Okay. Didn't work. I, I understand it now. Okay. <laughs> uh, we all know that I think Din is queer and like we mm-hmm. totally queer code that whole show. But like I still feel like there is that scene when they go in, they're having their date with a drink. And Cobb Banth, you know, Din's looking for help. He's looking for foot soldiers. And... 
he's like, you know, I'd never thought you were one to let someone bully you because to Din, he's like, but you're the out and proud queen. Like you're the queer dude who's totally out. What are you doing? Like backing down. I'm the closeted one. And here I am finally like getting out here to say something. Mm -hmm. And then Cobb Vance says the cutest thing in the entire world. Like that's the thing I like about you, Mando. You can get away with anything with that smile. Like that is so damn gay. Like they are like a, they are a beautiful couple and they are soon going to be married, raising Grogu together. Um, but hmm. I like that it's Freetown and here he is, Cobb, without mm-hmm. his helmet on, mm-hmm. and Din is still sitting in there on a date with his helmet, still hiding in Freetown. Well, remember, good old armor mm-hmm. just chastised him. Mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. to I used to like you, Armor. I'm looking at your pop figure over here and Yeah. Thinking about burning it. Thinking about putting you on the little spigot, whatever. It made no sense why she asked that question. But I'll leave it there. Yeah. We'll find out why, I guess. I'm sure. Are we ever going to? We'll circle back to that. Please, we will have forgotten by then. Not those of us who aren't forced to listen. We won't forget. It'll be like, I'll never forget this moment. It's going to sit there. It's one of those stars moments for me that will always sit right there in Mm. the forefront of my mind. Mm. Because we've all been asked that. Did you come out? Do they know you're gay? Like your parents, when you're out to your parents, but your parents aren't ready for anyone else to know, and they're mm-hmm. constantly, do they know you're gay? Do yep. they know you're gay? Mm-hmm. That's how that felt to me. Did you come out? Did you come out? Did you come out? Because it's okay if I know, but don't let anybody else know. Don't mind. I don't. It's okay if you're gay. I love you anyways. You're still my child, but don't tell the neighbors. Nope, nope. I have to sit across from them at the pew at church. Don't tell her. She'll tell everybody. As if, like, which then acceptance and coming out this is the part this is the difficult part of coming out that straight people i don't think think about the ripple effect that it happens that we are now the shame and the stain and the family and us coming out affects everyone around us and as much as like families or friends sometimes accept you they only accept you so much until it gets out too far into their world and then you gotta hop back in the closet Mm -hmm. and how damaging that is to our self-esteems it's hard it's so incredibly hard. And for someone like me, it never really goes away. Like, I try and I can find myself still dealing with some of that shame. Like, do you ever feel that way anymore? Because you've come a long way. I mean, I did for years. Yeah. For, for sure. But once I was a parent, once I became a parent, mm-hmm. which was really later on in life, mm-hmm. all of it just Five years became ago. unimportant. And no, I, I could not. Because the example that I would be leading is that I was not being true to myself, and I mm-hmm. knew that I would never do that to a child. So mm-hmm. it that was for me. So I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, that's when it changed for me. So that was five years ago. So yeah. you were can you imagine forty six? So only really, yeah, exactly. You lived in wow, that Brian, cloud. Thanks for telling everybody. <laughs> Please, wah, wah. everyone wishes not they looked as good as you do when they're twenty five. Wow, um, you're welcome. Wow. See, I have it in the contract that he says all these nice things. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, babe. Thank you. <laughs> See, people, I'm forced to tell the truth. Um, <laughs> well, then keep it up. <laughs> but that's 46 years mm-hmm. of living in that. You came out mm-hmm. when you were 25. Yeah, I mean, I really to 30, I didn't even really, you know, come out. I didn't even really know. Really? You know? I thought it was like yeah. 25. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, 25 maybe, you know, I spent the... Five years. Yeah. Like, what is this? On the DL. I'm bi. I'm straight with an option. You know, do you think we actually... We didn't call it bi back then. We didn't know what Straight with an was. option. That's, But that's <laughs> true. But, like, that's the... Pro, like, that's what's so heartbreaking about, like, some of my bi friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
it's the step before being all the way gay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not respected by straight people. It's not respected by gay people. Like, for straight people, bi women are okay that, well, because that means you can live mm-hmm. the porn fantasy, which is Well, it's a lot more, horrible. well, just that everybody knows it's a lot more accepted today being yeah. bi. Back, back yeah. then, everybody left. Of course, you're bi. Good for you. You know, mm-hmm. no one really yeah. believed it. it it's Honestly, the truth. They didn't. You know, we right wrong, looked. Uh, we and I'm just going to say we as a blanket statement as mm-hmm. like gay men specifically look down on it because how dare you not come out? Like I'm going to sit over here and I have to deal with that's all this, true. but you don't have to do it. That's true, and we that's did. not right. It wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope I don't. I hope I never acted like that. I don't think I did. I don't remember acting that way. I don't remember feeling that way. Do you remember back in the day if? If you, the conquest of sleeping with a straight man, how stupid is all that? But the conquest of doing that, mm-hmm. how someone will talk about it and then they go back or like you weren't even allowed. Like we had such hate in ourselves about ourselves because of all the things we've just been talking about mm-hmm. that like the idea of being curious and sleeping with someone going, you know what? That's not for me. I th- definitely think I'm straight. We couldn't even believe that. That meant you were a coward and you weren't out. Like, we've come so far because now I think I think being curious is just so much more acceptable mm-hmm. as it should be. And I would I remember getting having people very upset with me. I'm like, why can you experience like experiment with a woman and be gay and realize sleeping with women isn't for me because you're gay. But if you're straight and you actually have enough respect for yourself and gay people to try sleeping with a guy and realize it's not for you, why can't it work both ways? I remember just getting like really frustrated that it couldn't work both ways because I saw it as someone like being so honest and accepting of other people that they could try it out. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it was just, mm-mm. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that, but it made me think. I almost got lost there myself. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I did that on Friday night, too. I'm just, I get very distracted with Din Cobb. I'm sorry. I can't even think straight. <laughs> sure, it has nothing to do with Wait, age. really? That went nowhere? It has nothing to do with the age? It has nothing to do with the age. But my, I can't even think straight. What did you go say? Anywhere. <laughs> I guess Ben thinks I'm nuts, too. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Puppy baby Ben Solo Barry is doing all right, though. Um, so, Thomas, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Before we go into a break and start talking about being gay in 2022, how do you feel now in your person in your 50s versus mm-hmm. you did in your 30s coming out? Like, why why do you think it was hard for you back then but easier for you now? Well, number one, it was a different time. But I would say... Primarily, I was just too concerned with what everybody else felt mm-hmm. and what everybody else thought. And again, it was a different time, and they did think those things. Yep. Now, I think society has warmed up. It's also gotten quite vocal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think the people that are not acceptance are accepting are louder than they were mm. before in some ways. But I think there are more people that are accepting. Oh. But yeah. to me, quite frankly, I just don't care what people think anymore. I'm a parent. Yep. I'm a business owner. I'm busy. I don't rely on anybody mm-hmm. for anything else. I'm busy. So I, I just literally don't have time to care about what you care. Sit it, down you and care shut your mouth. Sit down, shut up, and don't make me kill the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the uh, bus driver said on I South think, Park? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Hey, nobody, nobody bought our house. We did. Yep. So I don't care what any neighbor may think. You know, nobody's raising my children, but you and, and I. And you know what else? So is, I don't care what anybody has to say. You period. know what else happened so. with this house? 
what those people mm-hmm. there's a deed to this house with Mr. and Mr. Barry. Uh-huh. Because we got married. Uh-huh. Because we were loud and we were vocal. 1,000%. <laughs> you know, I, I, the one thing I will say. And I'm say, grateful for all those people that helped. That who came actually, before us. Who came truthfully. before us and who yeah. actually helped yep. make that I will disagree reality. with you on one thing, though. I don't think people are more loud now than they were. People were, I think it's the same. You do? I just think it had been so long since we had heard those kinds of things yelled as loudly and as confidently as people seem to be able to do it now like honestly i forgot what it was like to be called an f slur and i'm you know what here i'm going to say right now to be called a faggot and i want that wince that every single one of you just felt when you heard that word it should be that way but people seem to think that it's okay to say it again and it's really uncomfortable i'm just walking down the grocery aisle and people feel that they can say it tom and i a few years ago were walking in target and this woman walked up to us Pinchy Maricon. Pinchy Maricon. And she was following us for like five, ten minutes. Maricon. I mean, we're talking like ten years ago, though. That That was a long time ago. But that stuff is happening Mm. again. Like, do do, I don't think people really think that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Or happens, you know? Like, it stinks. It's awful. Um, But, you know, the truth is, it isn't really that way anymore. And I think sometimes, from my read, like on social media, there is a a younger queers, a lot of them in their 20s, who have a lot of things to say about older generations and that they don't approve of the way certain people like our age say things. They don't like the way really? our... Yeah, like they don't what? like the way our views are. It's not that way anymore. Remember when those people came at us a few years ago and they're like, it's not that way anymore. That's what someone put in an email. I needed to stop because it's not that way anymore. And I'm like, you know what, honey? I've been out longer than you've been alive. So I'm really, and to me, I was just like, there is a group of people that need, there's a group of younger people that I think needs to respect what came before them. Mm -hmm. Because it was the people that came before them that allowed them to have the right to have a rainbow flag Mm -hmm. or their pronouns in their profile. And they have to struggle with those things too. I'm not saying it's easy for them, but when we were even coming out, when we first started dating, there was no way you could do that. Oh, no. Like you just could not do that. Mm -hmm. It was not safe and transgender yeah all it, of that was, it not, was not safe at not all safe. it just I, wasn't safe yeah for sure yeah honestly some of my some of my trans friends back then back in the day it was awful it was awful there was nowhere for them to go like nowhere we couldn't even go to a bar we had to stay at people's houses mm-hmm. because you couldn't even go to a gay bar back then it was, it's just disgusting. And we have come so far, but it was people who came before us. It was our generations. You know, we were really loud and really vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the 90s and I was marching on the Capitol asking for marriage equality. You know, like that. It, but back then, it really wasn't going to ha- happen. If we got punched in the street, you're at a, at a pride parade and people spit on you, which happened plenty of times. People push you. You know what the cops used to do? Turn their back on you. Because... They were just doing a job, but they, a lot of them, not everyone, not everyone, but a lot of them just turned their back. There was nothing you could do. When Matthew Shepard was killed, mm. do you remember the narrative that the media painted? Yep. That it was his fault for hitting on someone? Hmm. It was his fault that he was murdered and beaten. His fault. Like, I don't think younger people think that happened. It 
happened. And when you have an experience like that, that doesn't ever leave you. It shapes the way you see the world. As much as you don't want to see it that way, sometimes there's scars and that's just how you live now. That's just how you live. Those defense mechanisms are there forever. You know, that's one thing that this podcast has brought me personally is I'm so grateful for our straight identifying audiences that listen. Because I'm telling I know I've said this before, I never once thought that that many people who were not gay would listen to this podcast. Because we talk about these kinds of things. Look what this episode is. How little we've talked about stars. This is, but this is what we do. And people still listen. And it is something that's starting thank to you change. For yeah, 100%. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. And it's helped change me and the way I see things, but it's, you know, it's not all the way there now. But this is a great place to take a break and start talking about what it's like now versus back then boom so we're going to talk about future of freetown what palm springs and Tatooine is going to look like in another 20 years you ready i'm ready you're gonna get me another drink no And we're back. We're back. Back, 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 back. to life. Back to reality. Back to the here and the now. Is that how the words? Yeah. <laughs> And we're back to people yelling out F slurs at us, too. Wow. <laughs> well, I haven't experienced that in... I can't remember. Hmm. Since your aunt and uncle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since my father in my house a few weeks ago, a few no, months that's, ago. That's not true. Mm. No, it was. You don't remember that? Why I think do, the only time it's do, ever been front and center was when your aunt and uncle refused to come <laughs> to Thanksgiving. Because they don't approve of our lifestyle. Really? We had been so many times together before. All of a sudden they didn't, you know. But anyway. Mm -hmm. The one that they're... We see you. Uh -huh. That's all I say. We see you. They're so Catholic. We don't care about you. Yeah, they're so <laughs> Catholic. They can't do that. But and so they can judge us for that. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. she can open her legs to somebody else who's outside of her marriage and had caused all those problems. Oh, yeah, the adultery was okay. That's uh -huh. true. Yeah, but that, God yeah. forbid you're gay. And we don't even judge about that. Good for you. Open up to anybody you want to. Just be transparent about it and treat your partner with enough respect to say, hey, you're not the only one that's been inside. Oh. <laughs> 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 I didn't know this was that kind of episode. This is an After Dark episode, apparently. Oh, my. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> so, anyways... The second half of this episode, we're with Luke Skywalker, little baby Grogu, mm -hmm. and Din Djarin, who, my God, I love this character mm -hmm. so much. He's figuring out who he is. And I have to be totally honest with you, Thomas. This last few years, I was just, before we left a break, how much this podcast has changed me. And it's really mm -hmm. helped a lot. I've been opened up to more que queer people than I probably ever have in my 
in my entire life, in a long time, maybe not my entire life, but I've been exposed and my heart's been open to a lot more queer people and people, queer people of a different experience because they didn't grow up in Phoenix, Arizona in the nineties. So it's like been really, really great. Different age demographics. You know, I have, I speak to a lot of different kinds of people that I did. And I think the straight people have helped, but I've been in this place of transition this last few years, especially since we closed our adoption license. I feel like that closure of that license was this like final chapter to something. And while we're adopting kids, it's always so fluid and you don't know who's coming. There's so many people in your life that come with these kids that you're it doesn't even feel like your life in that moment. It's just everything is so crazy and it's so chaotic, right? It's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you just don't even feel like yourself. You don't feel like you can land because the minute you sit down, the phone rings and someone's got to have a visit or you get an email with a child profile that needs a home. So you've got to, and it's, you know, there's a lot. But that. Is that the Incredible Hulk out there? Sometimes Mr. Pickle is like the Hulk. <laughs> That's the secret. I'm always mad. Um, but I've been in this place of transition of figuring out who I am now. We went through those experiences in the 90s. I was very out. I do feel as though. Do you know who you are now? No. What's my name? Bill? Oh, Brian. Oh. Thank God I have to say this every week. Brian? Like, yeah. I thought it was Bill. That's awkward. Oh. Um, <laughs> but like. I, I went through all those experiences in the mm -hmm. 90s. I do feel like I I helped you come through those things because I was in my 20s. When I, I owe dating. you everything. Oh, that's not what I mean. But I was in my <laughs> 20s and like was also probably less patient because I went through a lot to come out. And I mm -hmm. lost a lot. And I was a lot less patient of other people that weren't where I was. And that's probably just youth and inexperience, right? Mm -hmm. um, but now, who am I again? We mentioned this last week. We lost a lot of friends. When we had kids. And I don't know. Some of them it was. I think I think in general a lot of us, we heard a lot of why. No, Do you remember that? I why? Don't, I don't like this whole we lost. We just grew in okay. a different direction. Yeah. You know. They would still be there if you wanted to do the same things they were doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're still there. Okay. So I don't think lost is the well, correct words. It's just that we didn't have that. There was the glue was no longer the same. Yeah. So so I feel like I lost them because if that's okay. all we were, we're being able to go out and have a beer and that was it. But you can still pick up the phone and call them if you'd like. Just the way you I guess explaining so. it both last week and this week is like, mm. okay. well, I don't know. That's how I, I feel. understand. I do. Okay. Go ahead. This is your show. <laughs> oh, speaking of my show. Mm hmm. Jack and Tom, our oldest son, said something. Oh. They, what were you guys talking about? You I have to was hear this. teasing the other day, and we were talking something about Star Wars, and I uh, said, well, you know, I do have a podcast. You know, teasing, of course, because, you know, that's how we I roll. just show up. But anyway, <laughs> that's what my son said. You don't have a podcast. You're, You're a just special a special guest. guest. <laughs> and then I'm like, damn right I am. Because <laughs> just in case everybody thinks I do something with the podcast... I gotta be honest, I do nothing. I just show up, I put the headphones on, I don't even set them out. Brian does everything. You know what? I'm, so gonna I'm gonna impressed. give you some credit. Oh, give because me some last credit. week something happened okay. and the podcast didn't come out on Wednesday. It was supposed to. I scheduled it, but something didn't happen, and you did move some files over to the cloud. Well, I am an intelligent man. I can do a few things. I just, you know, my shtick here is just to show up. <laughs> it's in the contract. <laughs> 
so, so many anyways. responsibilities with so many other things in life. I, this is just great to just come and no. pop my fat ass down here at the table. <laughs> it's not fat. It's taunt and athletic, and it's like steel. Thank God. That's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just felt like Yeah, but anyways, like, I feel like I'm in this transition of what kind of gay am I now? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Din is there. I think that's what this whole episode was about. Like, he doesn't have, you know, honestly, you think about in season two of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. when the Razor Crest got blown up. Mm-hmm. That was the universe telling him, you are different. You are no longer a bounty hunter. You don't need to live in your house. You are different. In the universe, the Force, in this in this universe of Star Wars, the Force took it away from him. Mm-hmm. because, And we didn't necessarily, I didn't recognize that back then. But watching this episode this week, when he goes to visit Luke, I'm like, the Force took that away from him. And they gave him a connection to something else. There was only room for two, mm-hmm. him and Grogu. And that's where he's at in this life. And he's got to redefine who he is. He just came out and just came and to be comfortable with who he is. And he's still not all the way there, but he's figuring it out. And I feel like for myself, I'm figuring it out, if that makes sense. Like, how, how do I live? I mean... Tom and I talk this about this a lot. In my four walls, in my house, everything is perfect. I am so happy. This is everything I've ever wanted. And I live, I am so grateful because I have a great husband. I have amazing kids. You I, do. I can even <laughs> call him my husband. Like that is, uh-huh. I, I know we probably say this way too much, but I can't believe it actually happened. I mean, I know Tom doesn't believe that it actually happened in a lot of ways. It just seemed so far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But... Once I'm outside of these walls, how do I engage with the world? It's very weird because I don't really have any gay friends anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Uh, not that many. No, I know, but not like I used to. Not like right. I used to know a lot of people, you know? Like mm-hmm. I used to, a lot of people. Well, you or, were in the restaurant business, so yeah. you and it was a gay restaurant. So. Yeah, and then the years before that, I was like a club kid. I've always mm-hmm. just been around a lot of people, and now I'm not. <laughs> And it's weird. And I don't, it's not that I miss it because I don't even want to go back, but it's like, how do I engage with the world now? Mm-hmm. Because when I try to talk to other straight parents, I always get the token you're a gay person. So, like, all the questions about being gay come up all the time. And that's fine, but that can't be all I am. And sometimes it feels like that's all I am. Right. You hmm. know, and it's, it's weird. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but do you, like, how are you, like, you are much more comfortable out here than I am, in all honesty, like out in the suburbs and dealing with mm-hmm. all that. I just think my secret is I really don't care. I just don't care. I don't care what anybody has to say. I mean, I just, I love you that know, you I, I love spent that too you many that. years caring, mm-hmm. and now I'm just like, I don't really care. I mean, I don't even, I am way too busy. I don't have time to wonder and not feel comfortable, to be honest with you. I've got three children. I have my own business. You know, I'm busy. Yeah a house to run so i don't have time for that you know i love that and i think it's perfect and the reason i ask you mm-hmm. is because i think in this episode and in this time i don't like these decisions that luke skywalker is making i think he's busy worrying about what it is to be a jedi mm-hmm. that he has lost touch with who he is and what he stands for right and maybe i'm in a little bit of that Right now, not like with what I stand for, but I'm just like kind of I'm in this transition of of how to present myself to the world again. I don't okay. know why. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not. But, you know, I'm like, OK, things are a little different. But you 
are in the stage that Luke got to by the end of The Last Jedi. And I think he stopped caring. Because okay. I don't think... How did you? How do you feel about the whole thing during the second act of the Book of Boba Fett with how Luke is treating Grogu? Well, I didn't like it at all, especially at the very end when he was making him choose between a you know, Beskar, yeah, and Beskar or a know, shirt or a yeah. lightsaber. I thought it was stupid. It was almost. It was almost. Are you a Mandalorian or are you a Jedi? Which eh, one do you want to be? I just thought it was dumb. What was the point of it? Let him have both. Yep. What was the big deal? That's how I feel. I mean, I just... You know, like... Once again, I found myself saying to myself, Oh, that was unnecessary. (laughs) That was just unnecessary. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it was almost you brought up the armor and what Mm -hmm. she did to Din. Mm -hmm. It's It's almost like he's doing something similar to Grogu. I mean, these people aren't thinking it through, really. They don't have a lot of them to begin with, but you want to be that picky? Why can't you have both? Wouldn't that be great that you could have a lightsaber and... (laughs) Give you to my arrow snaps. Yes, exactly. And a shirt to protect him. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Why would he have to choose two? And let me tell you, I could bet money on this. He's going to choose the the best car. He's not As choosing the lightsaber. Yeah. So I had said... I mean, I don't know why I feel that way. I just feel that way. He's going to choose that. Oh, God. A lot of our listeners are going to be upset that I've corrupted you. Why? Because some of our friends are like, like how don't see it as a bad thing. They're like, Luke is giving him a choice. He's letting him decide what to do. I'm like, well, one, he's a child. You don't give a child a choice like that because children don't know what's best for their future. Give him a choice of what to eat. Yeah, exactly. Not this. To me, this is how I'm reading it. You know, I'm not... You know, I'm not here to say they're wrong, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't see it they're that way. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, do you mean the, you, the listeners? Our no, friend, they're yeah. always right. Steam Queens are great. Um, it, the writers are wrong. <laughs> but I feel like I had said this on Friday, so I'm curious of your take. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, Din has entered full father mode. Right. I, I think he's accepted the role of daddy. With Cobb, maybe. Has accepted the role of daddy, but hasn't accepted the responsibility of fatherhood. Does that make sense? Like, I think he doesn't know how to do it yet, and he doesn't trust himself. The armor is pushing him to be who she wants him to be. Luke Skywalker, I think, is gaslighting the hell out of Grogu with his whole little, like, "Mm, you know, just so you know, a short time for you is a lifetime for somebody else. So, you know, don't spend time with your dad because he's just going to die long before you will. And what a waste. But you could be a Jedi forever. I thought that was like, actually a cruel statement. It might have been true. It was very cruel. But it was kind of a cruel statement. It was statement. really cruel. Because he may not know that. Exactly. So. Like, it was. And what he's saying, don't love something because it's going to die. So instead, live an entire life not loving anything because it might go away. Hmm. I think it, I thought I agree with you. I think it's really, really cruel. So, so is Grogu Gro- the same species as... Yoda. As Yoda. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, we just okay. don't know what that is. Okay. And he just magically appeared? Where'd he come from? Oh, he was somewhere in the Jedi Temple. Okay. No, we didn't know he existed. All we ever had was Yoda and Yaddle. So we don't even know how old he is. 50. Cause... Remember? Because we knew that from the first episode. He's 50. Mm-hmm. Because remember when Flava Flav... Grogu and I are the same age. <laughs> well, you're one year older than him. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like Kitty I feel can scratch. <laughs> um uh I feel that the Luke Skywalker is after the same thing that 
the armorer was. And I think Luke isn't interested in who Grogu is. He's more interested in who Gro- who Gro- who he wants Grogu to be. And I think Din just loves Grogu for who he is. Interesting. Both and he, of them are considered a religion, right? Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. You couldn't be something else. Still be that religion. You got to be this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And to circle back to our conversations earlier of what some of us as queer people have to deal with. Well, you can be out to me, but don't be out over here. Mm-hmm. And then, And then inside our own community... There's a lot of, you can be this kind of queer, but you can't be that kind of queer. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, I've all of a sudden... Maybe this is know, just life. Maybe that's just life. Maybe. Yeah. But it doesn't make it okay, you know? No. Like, we should be confronted with these things and, re- and look at ourselves, and are we doing something similar and move forward? And is it really it. an okay or not okay thing? Maybe it's just yeah. a thing that defines who you are that says... Maybe. The question is, will you put up with it? Are you going to put up uh, with it? There you go. You know? And no, I don't think Grogu will. I don't. I think he. I think he needs his dad, and I think which is what Din needs, and they need mm-hmm. each other, and that's. And we need another and, season, know, and, and we can't have a season honestly, three without a four. But like season four, well, shouldn't Luke Skywalker of all people understand that he didn't have his father growing up? He should. Like he didn't have him, shouldn't but he? That was the prior Luke Skywalker. A hundred percent. That was the Lucas days, <laughs> not the well. Luke does Disney days, but Luke comes back at the end of the Last Jedi to the Luke Skywalker we knew when he force projects himself. Like he comes back to that. He understands the responsibility of fighting for something you love, not running away from it. Which I'm here for. So I love all these steps there. Um, I want to ask you a question as a father raising children with trauma, mm-hmm. because something else, two things, one, I didn't even pick up on, but our friend Chase did when we had our Kiki on Wednesday, and I think it was really fascinating. But Luke, do you feel that he asked permission to force, in quotes, Grogu to relive that trauma that happened during Order 66? No. Okay. I don't either. He's like, let me help you and put his hand on his head. And little trembling Grogu was freaked out. Hmm. So I was like, and then there's another thing. We'll I'll throw this at you too. And we'll talk about the whole thing. As Grogu was, they were walking through the forest and Luke was talking to him about Yoda. He was lifting Grogu up to hurry him along. Right. And I felt that was really wrong too. Because it wasn't really, he wasn't speaking to grogu he was having grogu listen to him well how would they have done that scene then he luke skywalker should walk slower Mm -hmm. because little grogu can't walk that fast because he's tiny and luke should have stayed pace with him this wasn't luke like running through the grocery store we got to get this and get somewhere right he was like trying to teach him but i don't think he was teaching him he was talking at him Hmm. and there's a difference between talking with someone and talking to someone and luke skywalker was talking to him because i don't think luke is interested in grogu as an individual he sees him as a jedi and you know he's got to rebuild the school and he's a force user and there's not a lot of them and you know Hmm. it's it i I don't know how do you feel as a father how do you think the the how do you phrase questions or phrase moments and opportunities for your children to talk to you about the trauma that they've suffered Hmm. how do you go about that I just it's more like not at that moment mm-hmm. it's more a constant language that makes them feel comfortable to share it 
whenever the moment arises for them. For so it's them. not even like, oh, we're going to plan it and this is what we... No, it's you start always. Mm-hmm. You can always talk about it kind of thing. 100%. Hopefully I do that well. Right? That's what you we know? can hope. Yeah. Because Luke Skywalker wasn't willing to wait. Nope, mm. I have the power to make you remember right now. I'm going to put you through that. And like, well, I'm like, it's oh also my. for the audience, though, honey. That was for us to know a little bit but more. But you know too. what could have been more interesting? What could And be? would have been treated Grogu better? What? Grogu, do you want to talk about what happened in the Jedi Temple? And Grogu saying no. <laughs> and maybe later in the story, for that purpose, Grogu could have felt comfortable enough to tell Din. And maybe he tells Din through someone else because mm-hmm. Din can't force talk to him that so way. So Grogu was at the Jedi Temple? Mm-hmm. During That's Order, what... Yeah, that was Order 66. Oh, That's when okay. all the Jedi were being killed. Okay. And then, but we don't know how he got out. But that was, that would be a pretty traumatizing event, watching everyone you know getting shot and then someone coming, running towards you with a gun. We, right. And again, we don't know how he got out yet, but like... That's pretty pretty traumatizing. That's going to be <laughs> can, interesting to find out how we got out. I can see why I blocked those memories out, you know? Um, but I don't know. Like, that scene really affected me as a dad. Do you think we're going to see him talk? I do, because I think Luke Skywalker, there was, like, in the tease of Master Yoda talked in riddles. Will you do that, too? Or he says something along those lines. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they should. Let that be a Yoda thing. Well, is he always going to be 50, or is he going to grow up? I don't know. Hmm. Again, he can't be 100, because then Din will be gone, mm-hmm. as he said. But one, you know, here's the deal. He is 50. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about one of our kids in particular, mm-hmm. who came at one age, but emotionally was not there. They're mm-hmm. there now, mm-hmm. but they had went through so much abuse and had so much trauma that they just... I think some of these kids kind of their only way to make it through it is to shut parts of themselves off. And then so they don't have that same amount of years Mm -hmm. to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, what if Groker already knows how to do all those things and he just kind of shut it off and has forgotten? Hmm. You know, think about Mm -hmm. Michael. He didn't really talk because he was afraid to talk. So he didn't really talk. Now that kid knows a lot of words and you can't get him to stop. Mm hmm. You know, which is wonderful because we knew when he didn't really like to talk. Right. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's something Grogu's going through. Maybe he will talk once all those those walls are, are he feels comfortable enough to let them down. Maybe. Which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it going to lose any charm, though, if he starts talking? Maybe. I just, I'm curious to mm. see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. What his voice is going to be like. Will he talk in riddles? I hope not. Let will he be wise? Let that be a Yoda thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like, do you have any advice to some of our younger queer audiences uh, who are going, possibly going through some of those things that we went through coming out? These times are different. But like we said, maybe they're kind of coming back around to what we were used to. Hopefully it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. If I would uh, come across, across somebody who's younger, who's going through all that, I would say be easy on you, be forgiving of yourself, and realize it all really just starts between your head anyway. So it really is. Mm. I mean, yes, those external factors are there. Yes, if you're living at home, that's hard. You can't. You just have to buy your time and create your way. Nope. And that's the truth. But most importantly, be easy on yourself. 
most of the stuff happens between your ears. And that's, you know, for every mm. single thing in your entire world, it all starts between your ears. So if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you won't. So. Yep. And it doesn't make. That's my philosophy. No, I, I think it's great. And it's not to dismiss what's being said to you no, or the environment. But like at the end of the day, it's up to you mm -hmm. and you have to find your way do what you need to do to get through those moments when it's really really hard even if those mm -hmm. are extended moments mm -hmm. you know what i mean figure it out hey, i didn't say it would be easy yep figure nothing it in out. life worthwhile is ever easy anyway so and i think it's more i feel very you know it's more rewarding once you're out of those things to know that you made it through mm -hmm. because honestly those of us who have been through really traumatic things right we know we made it through that we can make it through anything mm -hmm. that's how i feel about a lot of things a lot of times i'm just like i made it through some of the stuff i went through i can make it through anything and it helps helps comfort me when i'm in a down moment because mm -hmm. i'm like you know what i'm really down right now but i'm gonna come through this because i always do and it's great you know mm -hmm. And I think other people who might not be going through something in this moment, even if they're well-intentioned, should remember that other people are going through things sometimes. And I think there's times where they're like Luke Skywalker and try to force people to talk about things that maybe they don't want to talk about because they feel that they should have an opinion or they mm -hmm. feel that they should say something. Well, you know, sometimes some people can't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes talking about other people's trauma brings up trauma that they've already been through that they just can't emotionally go through and don't want to talk about and don't want to deal with the repercussions that might come if they voice about something. You know, I think um, that's just important for people to remember. I agree. Um, but yeah. Thank you for listening to this Pink Milk episode, not about Star Wars. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> 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 again thank you for listening everyone if this is your first time here welcome don't forget to head on over to apple itunes and leave us a written review there um if you're still on spotify you can leave us a review there even though i don't understand how the review system works because i can't find any reviews found them once can't do it again so i don't know what's happened over there on that little green icon uh follow us on youtube at pink milk podcast and follow uh, watch us on fridays what do you think? Tom is there sometimes. We know that he's now naked. <laughs> I'm a special <laughs> guest star. <laughs> and until next week, uh, we're very excited for the final chapter of the Book of Boba Fett here coming up this week. So until next week, Thomas, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's drink All up. All right. Let's drink up. Drink up. Hello there, Pop Pop. Hello there. How are you? I am well. Thanks for having me. Happy end of the weekend. Nah. Let's do this over. <laughs> Who needs a Ooh. towel in space? Well, I mean, if you're sitting at home, why, why do I have to wear anything anyway? Right? I'm being told to keep it going. <laughs> Put that in your... Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk. You star wars podcast for us super fans and those of us who are forced to listen to them today is someday and someday we're going from gays in the 90s to the gays in the 2020s are you ready thomas i'm as ready as i'll be <laughs> it's that time to drink up i feel like i'm bored though